Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. My name is Kevin Tarka. I am the founder of Creation Talent Agency, and I will be releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to share the inevitable challenges of the sports business world and how to overcome them. I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Happy Saturday, my friends. This is episode 290, and today I'm going to be chatting a little bit about the differences between front offices here and overseas. And there's definitely been a handful of of differences that I've noticed the past five years. Most of them are related back to resources and financial constraints. Uh, That's just my main uh, observation. Obviously, I've discussed how different the, the, the budgets are and how different the business model is between here in the States, especially at the highest level, and overseas, especially at the lower or entry level. Uh, But that's really what it relates back to. So it's not like it's a a right or a wrong. Uh, But anything from headcount to, you know, like the amount of coaches to maybe supplies and gear, travel budget for sure, all these things relate back to financial constraints and just not having the resources that teams overseas need relative to here in the States. But I, out of all those differences, I like to identify character and personality in people. Um, obviously, a big, big relationships guy, and so I've noticed one major difference, and that is communication. Uh, overseas, so we'll start with overseas. Overseas, not everyone, but a lot of people only respond when they need something. That is a big takeaway. Now there are outliers. I know there are a lot of overseas listeners here. Don't worry, not everyone, but overseas is a huge market when I say overseas. Maybe you don't see it, but trust me, I interact with a lot of people, or I guess lack thereof, on a daily basis, um, and it happens, right? Some people overseas, especially at the highest levels, might not give a shit about a guy like me, to be honest. I mean, I get it, especially if I don't have a player for them. And in my opinion, is that an excuse? Of course not, but I'm well aware how many people reach out to them on a daily basis. So I can't necessarily knock them for that. Uh, But on the other end of it, there are some people that are outstanding relationships people and and they reach out to me to check in even before I can catch up with them. So, so trust me, there's the, there's the, the opposite end to this. You know, you can simply scroll through the podcast and catch all the guests that I have from front offices and coaching staffs overseas, some absolutely amazing people. But that's why only a small percentage of them make it to the top, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. And I think I found most of them, or at least a lot of them, or at least the people that I try to surround myself with. Um, but just as, as an example, you know, you, you can have an, an entry-level league, maybe a mid-tier league, maybe a pro-A Germany or a Portugal or a Denmark or a Sweden. Um, yes, there are people that I love and have great relationships from those leagues that I just mentioned, but... There are also people from some of those leagues that just have never answered a single message for me in two years and clearly are still operating the team. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is too bold of a statement for me to expect people to get back to me. Um, I've been fortunate enough to meet some really good people over, over the past several years. And I just, it's just my opinion that 
if Euroleague GMs and high-level sport directors to the likes of Philip Sunterlich from Cervantes Zvezda or Maurizio Gherardini from Federbace can have a Zoom call with me or be on my podcast, then you would think that you know you, you wouldn't get big timed by someone operating a budget of uh, you know of 1.5k per month for their import spots, right? I mean, you would think. But again, I, I get it. If I can't help them or you know they want to have their certain relationships and their circles smaller, I, I get it. But you know, what do I know? I'm just sharing my honest and transparent opinion, and that's all that that's all that this is. So on to the next part. The front office is here in the States. Not everyone, but a lot of people respond no matter what. And that is a huge, huge, huge difference. Um, and, and I think the core of what has been frustrating for me, um, you know, in the past couple of months here as I've as I've um expressed on this podcast, but that is a huge difference. Again, remember there are outliers. And first I'll start with saying sometimes it's harder to get in touch directly with with the people here in the States, the front office, especially obviously at the NBA level, when you don't have any common colleagues or you don't have a degree of separation away introduction, it's very difficult to cold call NBA front office personnel uh, and even find contact information. But when you do, when you build that network, like I've done the past several years, and you just build genuine relationships, and you do it slowly but surely, and you show up at events, when you do, they're genuine people. When you're able to give information and not expect anything in return, you'd be surprised at how many people respect that. For example, a guy like Mitch Kupchak or Monty McNair to, you know, got guys of, of that nature to even respond to an email when, when they don't necessarily need to, when I don't have an NBA player for them right now, I don't have an NBA client. Um, that says a lot about their character and how they value people who might not be able to help them. That to me is huge. And trust me, I used to get so, so frustrated. Sometimes I still do a little bit, but you know, I moved on a bit, I'd, I'd like to think, because I realize the people that I'm close with are the people who respond. And, and, and that circle is meant to be that circle for a reason. The people who have the most respect um, in the industry are the people who make themselves available the most. Now, I, that doesn't mean to everyone, remember. doesn't mean you have to, you, have, you, you know, this isn't, this isn't a charity event. You don't have to help everyone. You don't have to answer everyone. Trust me, I, I try to take my time to me. And um, as many people that reach out, I can't answer everyone, but I try to. I try to be available for everyone, right? But just being available to people and having a certain way of communicating with other colleagues in the industry, whether you work with them or not, and having that awareness is huge. Now, the other group of people, honestly, not so much. They, they, I mean, I have, I have evidence of, of some of these types of people that continue to perform worse and worse each year. Not everyone. Again, I'm not saying just because you don't talk to Kevin Tarka, you're going to do, you're going to do worse, but I am just saying it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting observation that some of these teams, um, either have been relegated or, you know, continue to lose games. And I don't know. Um, I don't know. Trust me. I mean, some teams, some teams I stopped reaching out to actually because, quite frankly, I wouldn't want to place a client there, seeing how they communicate with people, um, or should I say, a lack there, a lack thereof. But uh, it's just been a good learning lesson, a good observation, an interesting, an interesting observation to say the least, uh, to those who are trying to get into the agent game, whether you're an agent or a coach, right? Understand that there are levels to it. You can't expect 
everyone to respond to you at once. You can't expect to have relationships with every single person. I think I learned that a little bit the hard way because I like to be friendly enough and 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 spread my network wide and um, you know and, and talk with a lot of people as many as I can. But I've only been an agent for three years and I think I've been able to develop a, a solid amount of respect for myself and reputation in the industry. Uh, but people are going to be people, right? And if you're going down the coaching or front office path, hopefully this is a little bit of an eye-opening observation to you so you can see the way that an agent thinks and how communication, whether we work together or not, whether I send a client to your team or not, how communication truly matters. That's what I got for you today. Have an amazing day. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could give it a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling really crazy, you can even share it on social media. As always, if there's a topic you want me to talk about further or a guest you would love to hear on the podcast, just shoot me a message on social media at Kevin Tarka. Thanks again, and I'll see you here tomorrow morning on Sports Business Secrets.